2: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the nature and countryside podcast from BBC Country Farm magazine. My name is Fergus Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast. So we're well underway in season nine, where we're exploring spring in 12 different wild landscapes and habitats that we can escape to across Britain. And in this, episode five, I finally left my home in Wales to return to the land of my childhood, Somerset, and the marvellously rich wetland world of the Levels, it was here I met podcast producer Jack Bateman to roam the reedbeds and lagoons in search of the songs of spring. And frankly, we were overwhelmed by the birdsong, the butterflies, and even the sounds of slithering grass snakes. But we had also made it our mission to track down the king of the reedbeds, the mighty Bitten. This secretive and scarce bird makes itself known to mates, rivals, and podcasters by calling in the strangest way from its haven deep in the reeds. Using his windpipe as a great echo chamber, the male bitten sends out a deep, mournful boom across the wild marshes. But would we find him today? Wow. So this cacophony of song, Is my welcome at, deep in the sunset levels, the Avalon Marshes. Some blue tits here, incredibly noisy, right in my ear. Wow. Distant kinds of geese. (laughs) There's a lot of life here. It's a gorgeous mid-April morning. A little bit windy, but I'm walking among the reed beds here. And um, I'm hoping to welcome spring, or to be welcomed by spring. There are swallows going over, which is a lovely sign of spring, obviously. Two swallows, black cap singing, something singing in the reed beds here. I, pitch I don't know what that is actually oh and there's a settis warbler I always call them chetis warbler but it's Setis warbler, really sharp another little wander around these weed beds so essentially this is a huge area of lowland Somerset which traditionally Important area for peat digging, but as they've been worked out, some of these peat, peat bogs, things have been reflooded. So we've created these peat pits, really, where it's all it's been turned over to nature and um, reed beds and lagoons. And RSPB, the Somerset Wildlife Trust, Natural England—they all. Run nature reserves down here. There's a reed wall blessing at that. sort of thing. Is that lovely? so And the margins of the path are, there's a black cap here, nettles and cleavers which also known as goosegrass or sticky willy or sticky weed. It's quite, uh, well it's just with it sticks, it's got these tiny little teeth all down its uh, hairs really, all down its body which you can pick it and throw it at each other as kids or secretly put a load on someone's back just as they go into school so yeah the somerset levels are created low no lying, it's always been a wetland really and it's yeah, thought that the word somerset is summer it means summer people uh, because this land was only really open to and as much of somerset as this lowland much of this so low-lying that it became a huge lake in winter and was impossible to to sort of get around on although people did live out from here thousands of years ago and there's some interesting archaeological remains further west in Shapwick um, so summer people they would come onto these marshes in the summer fishing and harvesting various good things to eat incredibly rich in eels and I think there are still good numbers of eels here Now, um, well, in times of yore there were railways across this marshland and I've now stepped onto the old railway line uh, pretty much some sort of Glastonbury to the coast and it's long gone now and it's a bike path and very peaceful. That's the um, willow woobler. And that lovely in the background everywhere that sultry sound of song of blackbirds. Shift, 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 as the Germans call it. There's a deep ditch. Surrounded by ditches and mallard. It's just up in the bush White throat is a. White throat's a member of the war. It's another warbler. Now, the other other species I'm expecting to see or hoping to see today is my fellow podcaster, Jack, who produces the podcast. And uh, it'll be the first time we've seen each other for 14 months or so. So it'll be really fun to catch up with him, and he's going to love these soundscapes because he will have brought some really high-tech equipment and be able to capture some lovely sounds. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is a momentous occasion, Jack. Oh, this is crazy. I'm with
1: Jack. I'm here. <laughs> We're here together. <laughs>
2: Incredible. Um, Jack, you look younger than oh. the last time I saw you, 14 months ago. Lockdown's been down. kind. <laughs> Lockdown's been kind to you, yeah. I think all your years have come on to me. Um, so this is very exciting, and there we go. So there's, there's, lo- there's lots of birdwatchers here today, which is a good sign with their big scopes.
1: Yeah, I noticed when I when I arrived, there's quite a few people walking past with their camo on. Remember? Yeah, camo. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we're
2: we're, we're, we're muted. We're <laughs> not standing out like sore thumbs.
1: I think a green jumper blends in enough. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so hopefully, with your amazing microphone, boom we might catch another boom, which is the boom of the bittern.
1: Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, Hello there. Well,
2: so this is the sort of landscape. Wow. Kind of reed beds and lagoons and these big drainage ditches. Hello there. Hi. Have you seen anything exciting? can
1: not see them.
2: Yeah, there is a lot about. So it's a lovely sort of big skies and water reflected in the water
1: and then it's almost sort of the classic countryside view it's nice quiet sort of river fields trees
2: and no houses you can't see any human habitation there's no sound of um no sound of tractors or motorways or can't hear a car that's (laughs) lovely, impressive it is most definitely spring the dandelions much maligned dandelion which I love in the verges here. Not that many other wildflowers. I <coughs> just swallowed a fly. <laughs> so um dangers of the countryside. <laughs> yeah. Now over here there's something I thought I heard. A funny little sound over here which is quite a good one to get if you can. It's like it's like laughing from the reed beds. There, that funny sound I think is the sound of the little grebe. It's a tiny, tiny, as its name suggests. Is there one out there? Yeah, there is one out there. So that's that's the the whinny. Or well, that is a Setis warbler. Chit, 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 chit because it's very obliging. That is, uh, that's the little grieve.
1: Oh, it sounds like a really squeaky motorcycle trying to start up. Yeah. This is a good spot, actually.
2: what a weird sound that is.
0: Great, isn't that?
2: But just to give a picture of where we are, we've got sort of, we're on this railway track, which sort of runs straight from west to east or east to west, depending on which way you fancy it. On one side is ditch, bramble kind of no scrub and then you got open open water and rebeds and just oh, look at this, the sun glittering on the water there you can hear those funny little greaves again
1: it's definitely one of those places that i think you could see sometimes on a grey day it's probably not as Glorious as it is on a day like this, where that are' right. is speckling everywhere and the greens are brighter.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the spring greens, as hawthorns just the buds from flowers that, yeah, everything's really vibrant. And I have been here in, on miserable days, and it really is miserable because <laughs> it's it can be very flat. I mean, the, the, the light, the, the mood. But it's often those really miserable days where you get the most sort of interesting rare things turn up. And, yeah. There's uh, something over the reed bed here. I think it might be a marsh harrier. Oh, it's not a marsh harrier, it's a buzzard. But did you hear that kind of squeaky? Mm. That's a lapwing. There. See it swooping up and down over the... It's breeding out there somewhere. See that it flashes white and then yeah. black. It is actually my favourite bird because it's it's like very elegant. Not in flight, but it does this kind of up it goes, flaps its little wings, then dashes down like a like a like a kid's kite. Yeah. There's little flashes of white as well. Yeah. It's quite impressive. It goes from it's black upper parts and then it flashes its white under. See if it makes its song again. Oh, lovely. What an amazing sound. So there's just one out there, but doing, that's his sort of territorial display. He's Cruising low over the water, which is now brilliant blue color, a sort of deep ocean blue. How would you describe that call?
1: It's a strange one. It's it's quite glidy. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not like in one pitch. Slightly mechanical, almost. I don't know. It's I guess it's almost like this is really weird analogy. But when you always click a camera, and sometimes they have that little sort of chirp just before they take a photo. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like it's grabbing focus. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a focusing camera. I haven't thought of it like that, it's nice.
2: Oh, there's a great crested grebe out there. There he it goes, it's, 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 it's like a show-off pilot at an air show, the lapwing. His other name is PeeWit for that call, PeeWit. I don't think that quite captures it. Oi,
1: oi it's like you said it, it kind of does the saw yeah. up and then kind of just almost let the engine stop and yeah, drop back down again stalling stalling that's it see there's something in the water
2: something big just rose in the water I wonder if there's because there's a good chance we'll see otters out there something very big just came up in the water big ripple. There's one over here. Sort of dripping. I think of it as like dripping mercury. <laughs> Alright. Don't know if that's a good thing. It's willow wolvler. And it's in a willow. Doing what it should do. Oh, it's really close to Slapwing. Look, as a blackbird just sitting obligingly on out on a branch singing for us. So he's sitting out above the water of a drain. Oh there's that Setis Warbler right behind us. I think the Seti Setis Warbler rivals the Rivals the wren for just a blast from a small bird. There's a bee here, so a big bumblebee. I think we've got to that. <sighs> that must be deafening you. It's quite
1: loud, yeah. It's
2: surprisingly loud compared to the rest. There he is, there he is, out on the... There's two of them there. I don't often see them. I'm to pick up my binoculars and they'll go. Yeah, there we go. The two little ones? Yeah, just yeah. Don't often see sets warblers because they—they um, tend to skulk in bushes. But they were, yeah, obviously having a little battle over territory.
1: It's not mighty cool, cool for the size of the bird. <laughs> yeah. oh, wowzers! There it is, just sitting on a the branch there.
2: So now we're heading onto a little bridge over a waterway. While a blackbird sings from a, an alder above us. Now I can't cross a bridge without peering into the murky depths, and they are really murky depths here. Very murky. There's a sort of, there's loads of fish. Actually, that's a stickle pack.
1: <laughs> there's some roach in there, I think, yeah. I think it's definitely one of those things that you could easily miss on a walk. I think it's not until you stop and really look that you notice you can see all of them. Yeah. There's loads of them.
2: Suddenly, yeah, they're all, they're no bigger than like six or seven centimetres long each one. There's a massive shoal and it just goes on. And then when you
1: start to realise it goes on. It keeps it's going. Of sort of 20 metres, 15 metres of fish. It's just one of those things I think if you were just on a walk, you would just. You could easily walk past and it just blends into the murky, murky water. I'm just,
2: yeah, I just like to, you never know what's in a, in a ditch. (laughs) Yeah. Right, so we're heading sort of into bitten territory from a tip off. But whether that yields a boom or two. So you can begin to see some, all the insects are stirring. So in another hour they'll have all warmed up and we should see some butterflies and things. There are, well, I think we're talking about 30 booming males in this series of nature reserves. That's a lot of bitterns, considering the bittern was, I think down to a couple of pairs. That's really good, 40 years ago, so almost extinct in Britain. And now with a bit of protection, it's roaring back. And so it just shows that we can with a bit of Yeah, a bit of direction and a bit of passion. You can turn things around. And there's quite a few species we need to turn things around for. Including our own actually, but that's too yeah. philosophical. <laughs> Sort of leaving the lagoons behind, and it's just these enormous reed beds. Hello there. Hi. Hey. How are we picking up? Uh, no, um nothing. But I'm hoping they uh, get a bit and booming. Would be nice to. Would be good. Have you seen anything today? We've Any... heard a couple of bits. Yeah, up this part of the. the... Uh, just a bit further back, actually. Oh, right. All right. Our first cuckoo of the year. Great. goodbye by. Nice it's one. Up. That cuckoo swift. Swifts good. Gosh, that's quite early for well, I suppose. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so there's cookies around. You've heard bittens. Yeah.
1: Two.
2: Oh. Yeah. Lapwing's nice, nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've caught caught the uh, very exhibitionist male just going up and down okay. there. Okay. Did you get the white throat as well? Yeah, there's yeah. yeah just in, in the scrub. The yeah.
1: Quite...
2: Yeah. Shall we? yeah. Nice to nice to see some white throats. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll leave you to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> We can't go much further up here, but we could just lean on this gate, look out into the reed beds and see if anything booms at us. Now, if we hear something, it goes wee 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 like that. That's a, then that's it. <laughs> that's that's a water rail, and we should hear one. There's another butterfly. So that's a. It's lovely when it warms up. That's another peacock, I think. Morning, hello. Hiya. yeah. You haven't picked up any bearded tits on yours. No, no, not yet. Not one. Sure. Sort of ping, ping, ping. Yeah. Not one. Well, we're going to be here for a while, so hopefully we'll... Yeah. Are you expecting to... Are they in this bit, do they? Or... Well, been told when we were getting a bit, bit exasperated. <laughs> yeah. They said, where's a good spot? They said, have a long hide. Yeah. Probably can't get to the hide. So we've been down here a few times, but not a thing. Oh. Elusive. That's the problem with wildlife. We haven't heard a bittern yet, so we're, we're hoping a bitten, to. Oh
1: yeah, you'll hear them.
2: Yeah. Have you heard them today?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Down here. Down here. Quite we...
2: close. Oh okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. Everyone seems to be hearing them everywhere, yeah. apart from where them. we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll trade you a bittern for a yes, please. For a bearded tit. That's uh... anyway. Oh well, good luck. I'm I sure. Do. I'm sure you'll get some. Oh, you'll we'll definitely get some. Yeah, bearded. but we're going home
1: tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been
2: here all week. <laughs> really? Oh, you've been here a week, a week yeah. and you yeah. haven't had a no. bearded tit. No. no. Oh, my goodness. I know. And that was your target bird, was it? Well, it's one of them, Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Bet you, I bet you get them today. Glorious day like this. <laughs> Got to be today. Thank <laughs> good you. luck. Please good luck. There. So, we'll definitely hear a bittern today, according to them. Everyone sees have heard one. We're on yeah. good track. What's wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, have we not conjured a bittern yet? We're flanked by willows, but through the willows, you can see open water and reed beds. Now, that's perfect. Bitten habitat. And then on the other side of us, there's uh, there's this... I mean, miles of ditch. Which this water comes out of sort of central Somerset and the Mendips, I should think. Right, let's go down here. Just looking out into a lagoon from behind a sort of... Very natural hide made of willow really, a willow hurdle. I'm nervous about these bittens now. I thought we would get get them there for sure. i like to get i like to get the thing in the bag
1: early. Yeah, so you feel comfortable the rest of the time. So we can relax, yeah. I guess it's one of those things you've kind of gotta prepare yourself that you might not see it. Yeah. But okay. I guess it's one it's a bird that you know people have seen around here. That must really kinda of hurt a bit.
2: That's it. That was it. That was the booming bittern. What a great noise. So we can get a bit more of that. Now you know what it is though. Did you did you hear it? We're,
1: yeah, we know we're close.
2: Vroom,
1: vroom, yeah vibrating
2: foam yeah yeah well, that is a big bird over the reed bed it's not a bitten, obviously but oh, that is a bitten there's a bittern wow. in the sky oh that's amazing so it looks it's really sort of front heavy that bird there yeah coming down yeah. That's extraordinary. They kind of cruise a bit like a buzzard. Not cruising, but you know, slow wing beats. But that is... Yeah, it's like they've got this big neck and throat. Wow. I didn't expect to see one today. There is a marsh harrier behind it as well. <laughs> a bit in a marsh harrier in the air at Sintel. <laughs> something's cruising up up above that's the um... yeah it's a marsh harrier just over the uh, over those willows yeah it's like it's balancing a marble between its wings yeah it's sort of um... right, so it keeps in a V shape and then it sort of tilts side to side and it's I think it's got markings like a sort of World War II plane yeah
1: sort of that rusty brown.
2: Yeah and then something slightly paler towards the wingtips and then dark wingtips. That's really cool. Really cool. Look at it. It's just cruising up and down. So had a bit and a marsh area. So now we get our first sight of Glastonbury Tour which as I, say, As I get older and older, it looks smaller and smaller. Yeah, but it might be because I'm further and further away.
1: Oh no, for me <laughs> it's massive. How's it <laughs> massive? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: young young lad, young whippersnapper snapper <laughs> that you are. Yeah, uh, it's a really impressive landmark, and I grew up with, in the sight of that from the other side, East Somerset. But uh,
1: it's good if you're lost, you know. Exactly where you are. Yeah, it sticks out.
2: This is a song thrush here. That oh, a It's a creaking tree. <laughs> I think it's just a creaking. This thing here. Yeah, it's just a. It's just a creaking willow. Great sound. <sighs> <I> oh, <got> tricked. <laughs> yeah, just just the wind in these willows. The wind in the willows. That'll make a good book. Yeah, it's a good title. Yeah, we should save that
1: one. <laughs> save yeah. that
2: one. Well, I reckon we cross this bridge up here and wend our way back yeah. to the car park and then I've definitely got a bit of bitten. Definitely, yeah. For once bitten. <laughs> <laughs> They've all gone really shy. Look, and uh, now that is a... Dr- so there's a corrugated iron shack in the... just tucked in the sort of willow car, which is sort of... It's just the perfect... If you had to draw a rusty corrugated shack, <laughs> possibly with bodies in it. <laughs> the door's
1: hanging off the hinges. Um, it's a movie-style rusty iron yeah. shack. I was thinking that it's, it's true what people say with the whole getting out into nature. Definitely, I think, I feel a lot calmer and yeah. not really thinking about anything else. It's just where you are and what's around you. That's lovely. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm a bit agitated about getting more bittens, but apart from that, I'm furious oh, yeah, really yeah, really about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. there something swimming over there?
2: That, that just dive down, or... yeah, well, there could be otters at any time in this place. Or willow warbler. Here he is, just on the end of this branch here. Oh yeah. You see his throat really going for it when he sings that cascading song. The ducks taking off. That's amphibians. Can we get down there? Something we need to do. Just this... Can you hear it? It's like a Clickety. rivet yeah. Riveting. noise really sounds like frogs or toads to me well I reckon we' wander back to the car and have a look the other way yeah Maybe have a stop for a bite to eat Test, test, out it. test out our bikes. Yeah, that sounds like a good
1: idea.
2: <laughs> Extraordinary noise. That was the call of the great crested grebe. It's gone underwater. I've never heard a great crested grebe call before.
1: It was odd.
2: Yeah, like a donkey. Yeah. I don't know if I caught that on tape, but yeah, we were just walking along, thinking we weren't going to catch anything great, and then this strange donkey noise came from the re-beds. It's a swan taking off, I think. Can't see because there's a huge bramble pile between us and the water. It's an impressive beating of wings on the water. So Jack and I have just had a bike ride because we cunningly bought bikes with us. So we've cycled along the old railway uh, into another nature reserve, and which is sort of more open water here, I think. Seems yeah, to be definitely. Much, much, much bigger stretches of open water. And we've just turned off a road with the sign towards the sweet track, lined with willows and dandelions and comfrey, I think, and sticky willy so much insect life along here. Lots of bees on the um, hoverflies actually, and bees on the actually they're all they're all hoverflies on the dandelions. And as we were coming along, which is it's a lovely way to see these reserves, just cycling, it's sort of gentle. We're like two vicars, yeah. me and Jack, two elderly vicars. Uh, Jack's got a puncture, so I left you in the, in the left dust. Left in the dust, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry about that, but. We saw a, k- a kestrel flew in front of us and sort of just, well, rather lovely. Very, very, uh, it was a female kestrel and don't see
1: so many these days, so that was a lovely thing. Very elegant, sort of swooped down.
2: Yeah, it was, it was a gorg- gorgeous bird. presumably hunting the voles and mice that live in all the um, sort of scraggy margins here. But, uh, and now we're heading towards something called the Sweet Track. I mentioned earlier about Somerset being the land of the summer people. So, very, I mean, really long time ago, sort of Stone Age, really, three thousand BC, perhaps even more. People built roads out into the marshes that they could, so they could forage and find find food, catch eels, catch wild fowl. And we're now heading along a board board boardwalk between well, reed beds on one side and some, a line of trees and then a thicket, a proper old-fashioned thicket. Relatively small trees and creeks and marshes and all sorts. It's the sort of place frogs and grass snakes would get home. And uh, here it is. We're going to find all about it because there's a information Fine. board. Oh yeah, so it's safe crossings across the bog between the villages and the Polden Hills. Okay. Built 5,800 years ago. Crazy. Okay. The early spring of 3,806 BC. <laughs> so we can date that from the, uh, from the wood. So, so there's a replica section where well, we better had again walk that. The sweet track is a more complex raised walkway of oak planks supported by V-shaped cradle of poles driven into the peat. People could walk over deep water. How amazing! And they've got a picture here of two skin clad hunters with their axes and bows. I think the original sweet track is buried under the peat that we're walking on. So we're walking the track of people who hunted out this way 5,800 years ago, 3,806 (laughs) BC. Spring. The bees buzzing and flies buzzing. And the, the soil under our feet is black with peat. So when we go deeper into the into the woodland, lots of great tits and cold tits and there's another bus fly flying by it's another peacock. Not our tenth peacock of the day. So you expect to see a snake here. I'm expecting to see a snake It
1: feels very snake territory.
2: Yeah, it feels like a somerset jungle. It's like taller trees now. I mean, sort of have no idea. I know we're on the somerset levels, but it feels like we've gone into a a different world.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels like we've gone back in time a bit.
2: Prehistoric. What an amazing spot. There's another brimstone up ahead. Just see it flitting through the trees. Oh, yeah. Yellow, big yellow butterfly.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was a snake.
2: That's a snake. Definitely a snake. I
1: saw his tail.
2: Did you? Whoa. That's a grass snake. Like here. a grey,
1: silvery, shiny. Oh, well done, Jack. He's basking in a little patch of sun. It's <laughs> just outside the undergrowth.
2: That'd be a grass snake, definitely. Yeah, I thought it was sneaky here. Oh, you spotted him. I didn't see him, but heard him go then. I only caught the end of his tail, whip off. Oh, wow. Yeah, they just slink off and they're gone in, a, in an instant. Them. Yeah. Maybe no one's been down here today. But they make quite a racket when they go.
1: Yeah, so sounded a bit maracquery. Yeah, uh, from it hitting all the sort of dry grass. There, there
2: goes another brimstone. Oh wow,
1: big big butterfly.
2: I forget how big they
1: are. It's surprising that it's it is a yellow colour, yeah, but the, it could easily blend into the, the green of the trees. Yeah, it's it's a, is that another one. I can hear Here. Yeah. one.
2: There's another snake. I can hear it moving. Oh, I see it, I see it. I saw his tail. There, there, there. It's a small grass snake. It's just coming through. Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. He's right way down by your leg. Oh yeah, he's coming out.
1: What a beautiful creature. Oh, wow.
2: Really thin, small grass snake.
1: Beautiful. Blends in so amazing. Yeah. He's just, these sort of,
2: oh, what are these? These are rushes and grasses and sedges. And he's just weaving his way. You probably still hear him. Oh, there he is. He's sort of moving down, he's stopped. There. Just a bit of movement down there. Oh, yeah. This is a great wildlife adventure down here. getting the sounds of the hoverflies and the whines of hoverflies. There's a red admiral.
1: That's about our sixth, seventh butterfly species today.
2: There's something larger galloping out there.
1: I could hear something. That's a
2: deer or something. This is a proper safari now. So we're on the old, we're on the, we're on the replica trackway, which is now sort of peat pathway again. Just us go deeper and deeper into there. Another brimstone.
1: I've
2: <sighs> never seen so many brimstones.
1: Almost a tractor.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're clearly a, a wildlife magnet. Look at that. Just drifting underneath these alders.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, there's one. Oh, just climbing up the oh, back. it fell in. Is it in the water? I'm sure it fell in. I don't no. know if he went in or slivered up. It's absolutely thick with grass snakes here. Yeah. Something, yeah, I just saw... saw so a flash of him and I can't. To... Oh, there he is. You see his head poking out by the tree. Slipping oh, yeah, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. Another little one.
2: He was through there, like greased weasel or greased grass snake yeah so there's interesting bird boxes up here or are they bat boxes I think it might be bat boxes yeah that one's got a
1: picture of a bat on
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would explain
1: <laughs> yeah there's a massive welcome bats <laughs> I've got a massive knowledge of different of different habitats but that was yeah <laughs> so that's a bat box, then you reckon? <laughs> I, I I was a better man,
2: yeah, I okay, will okay. go with that. Jack, thank you very much for. No, it's been a, coming been a down, pleasure coming down and exploring. There's loads more to see down here. We've only there's another brimstone flying right towards us. it's circled round us and didn't like the look of us really. <laughs> um, Incredible. Well, that was a lovely adventure in the sunset levels, and it was sad to say goodbye to Jack. However, the good news <laughs> is I can say hello to him again because we are meeting again in the podcast studio, the podcast studio, and our missing third musketeer, Hannah, is also joining us. Hello. So, hello, hello. Nice to see you. Sorry, Hannah, that you couldn't join us for that. Rather, crazy adventure really in in the levels what did you did you did you miss meeting the Bittens?
0: <laughs> I I was a bit sad about not going but then it was so delightful being able to hear you both like hanging out with one another that I didn't actually mind at all
2: well that's kind of well it was it was really fun and I'm really sad in some ways that we didn't get more of the bittens songs because that was the that was the aim of the mission, and we got very sidetracked, as you can hear throughout. With all the th- all everything was alive. There was so much; it was overwhelming. Too much. <laughs> and and maybe um, maybe it would. Uh, we'll have to go back because we we definitely got drunk on birdsong. <laughs> yeah,
0: you had warblers coming out your ears. I
2: know quite a lot. So I hope that was an enjoyable taste of the wetlands. And Jack, did you make it back all right with your puncher? rear tyre
1: yeah I had a nice bicycle I should say a, a nice uh it was very sunny as well I think I caught the sun but it was a nice little walk back down to the back to the car uh it was a long way back I didn't realize how far <laughs> we'd cycled it's when you look to where you gotta go and the, the path just gets smaller and smaller and doesn't you can't see the end of it <laughs> yes so I just took a gentle stroll I had the sort of awkward uh walk past people that I've already seen on a bike whilst I wasn't riding the bike having to do small talk again yeah. with, with with the bird watchers.
0: <laughs> did you see the um, bearded tit people again?
2: No, we didn't. They, I, I'm glad you raised that because they were really upset at not finding their bearded tits. And uh, that is one of the things about if you set out with a mission, as we did, it can become frustrating <laughs> and it would have been better. It's always better just to accept what's there and... Kind of a lesson for us all, so I, I hope that came across as a you know a taste of the spring madness of the Somerset Levels. I mean, it, it was for, I could easily have sat there for two or three days and just absorbed all that noise and life, and probably seen crazy things on each day. But as it was, we just managed to get a taster. Got to go back.
1: I think if anything, it captured the what spring is. It's how much was going on everything was alive there was so much and it was almost like we only had to take a few steps and suddenly there was something else there or something different and we <laughs> big tangents yeah. off from what we were looking at before
2: <laughs> I, I know it really was oh look another oh look and I oh, god and and by the end of it bewildered um and yeah just i think it's also quite rare to be in a place which is just so so rich with wildlife and um I'd forgotten the, the pure sort of joys of having your head turned the entire time and your ears turned. Even the flies were interesting. That says everything. Oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, they taste great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Um, well, you can't help it. But it is a really amazing place. And some that long railway line that we cycled along, it really does, you mentioned it sort of disappears into the distance. You get these long lines of ditches alongside it and you get these sort of strange lines in the landscape and it's sort of you get a vanishing point in the distance that you think I'm never going to reach it it's a strange strange world big skies and unchangeable landscape so if you get a chance to get down there this this it's wonderful all through spring and summer and actually we went on a pretty cold day so as it gets warmer The levels just become even more alive with insects and bird life and mammals and all sorts of things. So you will never be disappointed down there.
1: And I I mean, just to round off on this,
2: it is one of the great conservation success stories.
1: It was such an amazing place, even though how big it was when you did cover a lot of ground, the difference in sort of views and different types of habitat you could see in such a small area like we went from sort of the big open marshlands and then took a little bike ride and they're suddenly sort of in this completely different area, but then they're in the same place.
2: That was a strange place. I mean strange in in a good way. I've rarely felt suddenly taken from the twenty first century and, and I'm not thrown into three thousand six hundred and whatever oh eight bc or whatever it was but actually spring yeah spring (laughs) absolutely nailed down but being just somewhere different and older and yes there was lots of signs of human activity but nature ruled there and i think we had been we were clearly the only people who'd been down there that day because all the wildlife was sort of undisturbed just amazing atmosphere and i hope a little bit a little bit of that was conveyed in there in our recording. I
1: think it was just sort of the, the lack of human noise around. It was very peaceful and I feel like we could have been quiet and it would have just been the silence of nature. It's just the mm. rustles and tweets, but there was no sort of car was in past or factory in the background or anything like that. I think that was unusual, I think, to hear now where you can't really go anywhere without that.
2: Yeah, as we found trying to record, the sound escapes and someone's always starting up a chainsaw somewhere or a leaf <laughs> blower. Uh, I, you know, I, I think if we'd sat for like half an hour, an hour, I'm, certain that some skin-clad hunter barefoot hunter would have emerged from the reed beds sort of carrying (laughs) (laughs) yeah our own Hannah um (laughs) (laughs) carrying whatever prey that well that would be brilliant that would have been a great surprise (laughs) and um, possibly podcast moment of the decade (laughs) Um, we have some sounds of the week Or we have a sound of the week and we can delve into the podcast postbag. Who would like to lead off with something splendiferous?
0: I have uh, this week's sound of the week from John Corcoran in Orange County, California. So he sent us some audio all the way from Crystal Cove State Park, complete with the call of a Western gull as the waves of the Pacific wash back and forth over the sand. He says he loves the podcast and he eagerly awaits each episode and each season. It's a wonderful reminder of where his home really is. And keep plodding, exclamation mark, exclamation mark.
2: that was lovely and you could really hear the waves crashing on that far away shore. And yeah, please do send us more of your sounds of the week. We're getting a lot from far away places, particularly the U S so do send them in. We'd love to get more, uh, do send them to my email address, which is editor at countryfile.com. And please do send any thoughts and feedback too, because it's always really helpful to us. And on that note, if you are listening on, through a particular pod provider, there's always the opportunity to leave feedback and ratings. So please do. It's an enormous help.
0: And it's also just really nice to hear from you. It's always nice to know that you are out there and you're listening and you're enjoying it. Always a pleasure.
2: Jack, I believe you've delved extra deep into the podcast bag this week.
1: Well, I've plunged deep into the bag this week and have got a comment from Yogi Lisa UK. And uh, she writes in saying that she's loving these Friday morning sound escapes, a wonderful start to the day. She's completely entranced with the Peregrine Falcon episode. They're haunting, echoing calls over the sound of the birds and the sheep. It just brought her there, and she says it was simply stunning.
2: Uh, Hannah produces the sound escapes, although I will just say I did record that Peregrine Falcon, which was a real lucky, lucky break, because I was just taking the dog for a walk. And I'm not going to disclose the location because breeding peregrines are still protected birds but it was lovely to catch a sound of them calling to each other as they were looking for a nest but Hannah great job on those lovely sound escapes well, and thank you you too <laughs> well no thank you and <laughs> we can well we're going to be producing them every week even though we take a break between seasons of main podcast the sound escapes will just go on providing those little meditative breaks um, and they're released every Friday so that's it from us, from the Sunset Levels and from the podcast studio. Join us again next week when we head uh, to the Western Isles and poet Kenneth Stephen taking us on a spring walk through woodlands, glens, and along the sides of a loch. It's lovely, and he also includes one of his lovely poems too. So look out for that next week. Thanks so much for listening, and goodbye for now.